0: Hi, I'm just letting you know before this week's episode that our theatre show, Love Song Dedications without Richard Mercer, it's on sale. The show will be on July 18th to the 29th at Pact in Erskineville. Go to missingrichardmercer.com. If you book using the promo code lovegod, you'll get a discount. I can't wait to see you there. I can't wait for everyone to come up to me and say, why didn't you just Google him? Because that's been the most common response. As soon as people know I'm looking for Richard Mercer, they suggest Google, but let me point out that Richard Mercer has no digital footprint, to the point that it's eerie. Because Google is, um, amateur hour, Google is putt-putt, whereas I'm playing the real game. You need to try all the alternatives first, of Bing and Dogpile and Webcrawler and DuckDuckGo and Monster Crawler. there's even Wayback Machine which lets you search pages that have since been removed from the internet. You can do reverse image searches, which lead to maybe accounts on OkCupid and other dating websites where someone could be using a different name. But as a consequence of Richard Mercer's mystique and his persona, there are really only about two face-frontal photos of Richard, and they yield no results on Google. You can search Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and he doesn't turn up, even with browser add-ons like Profit, Contact Out, and Discoverly. I know it sounds like I'm making these up, but these apps are designed to show hidden information behind websites and profiles and he's not there. We had a lead on a family member, but couldn't be certain, and never got a reply. After that, there's Ancestry.com, Classmates.com, University Alumni Records, Court Records, Prison Records, Business Holding Titles, and Soul Trader ABNs. Oh, and obituaries, of course. All freely available to the public. Whenever his name did come up, Contact information was either out of date or no longer there. And then obviously things get creepy. For $40 you can search real estate deeds, and we found several potential addresses. And on satellite Street View, three of these addresses had cars parked at the front, and for $30 with the state roads and maritime services, you can search the license plates. One car led to a very loose maybe, and the rego was actively cancelled. So, yes, we've tried Google. We wouldn't have started a podcast if you just had, like, a LinkedIn account, but also, we had no idea it was going to be this hard, or how easy it was going to be to become that creepy stalker. You know those friends of yours who say they're really good at stalking people online? Well, I've gotten in touch with all of them, (laughs) with the stalkiest friends I've ever had. And Bonnie even enlisted some media people to get on the case, and in all those instances, everyone all turned up with nothing. This kind of distance is either someone who's just never really engaged with the internet, which, you know, is possible, as he's working in radio and is a generation above me, or it's something like Born Identity Mission Impossible kind of stuff. It's a very active removal of contact information. I mean, the reason I know it's still worth chasing is because a few years ago, there was a play in Sydney and Melbourne called Truck Stop by Lachlan Philpott, set in the 90s, where the lead character calls up Lovesome Dedications, and Richard Mercer recorded his voiceover for that play. Talking to the team behind that production, the contact number was for his agent, who no longer represents him, but they all said he was a lovely guy. That sounds about right. But what this tells me is that he's not completely adverse to playing up to his role as a cultural icon in his previous career, especially not if we're offering payment. All this online searching stuff, it's not only boring but it's also creepy and weird and going completely digital doesn't really make sense for good radio. So you know what's better than just searching the internet? People. Because of people, we followed various leads. We had a radius of about a hundred kilometres where he was spotted several times over the last few years, once at a baby shower, once at a wedding, once at an industry night, once at an educational facility all saying he was lovely, personable, and willing to talk about his previous career. But that was all before this weekend, when we received a tip that he once owned a business in a small town way out of the capital cities. We didn't know which business, and we didn't receive much more information than that. And while it's not solid, you've got to chase the leads, right? Especially if it vaguely lines up with other bits of information you found. So, here I am, on location calling bonnie
1: Hello, I'm oh
0: hi bonnie lee dodds so How you well okay so i've done a bit of a, a de- it's 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 been a detective day i'm 10 coffees deep because i've got to sorry because <laughs> i've got to every cafe and had a coffee in every single one um it's a bit crazy but i'm having a delightful time
1: delightful.
0: i once came here as a five-year-old and it's pretty similar But there was a large antique store here that I remember as a kid, and it kind of creeped me out at the time with all its porcelain dolls. And it's still there. After visiting every cafe in the Strip, asking questions, ten coffees deep, those kind of people are there in the antique shop. And they directed me to a different part of town. And... Here we are. Hi, just to
2: if you can help me. I
0: can yes. wait till see your though. No, that's okay, what would you like? Um, there's a guy that used to run a cafe around here like five years ago named yeah. Richard Mercer.
2: Anybody know Richard Mercer?
0: He was also the love god on radio. Like,
2: oh, Mer- Richard Mercer, the love god. Yeah, and then that's he, he, he
0: went off air and then moved and then had a cafe here. Today. Back in the day, he used to also... the to on the city council, like Yes, that. in the environmental and... Oh, I'll yes. go up there then and find No, they won't pass on personal information. Oh,
2: right. And also... <laughs> Not today, like us. My sex wife. <laughs> 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 Where like to be honest, I haven't heard of the cafe... Yeah, OK, sure. <laughs> but um, next, um, look, next door, Lana and Matt, they're really knowledgeable people around local issues. Yeah, okay, sure. i go next door and say, well, Jason sent me in. Do you know where the
0: Love God's Cafe is? Okay, great.
2: Let me yeah. yeah, thanks so yeah, much, guys. Right next door. Okay. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Jason
0: from next door just sent me to you yep. so that you were like knowledgeable in local issues.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> um, I'm looking for, uh, so uh, Richard Mercer was like a radio announcer.
2: Yeah. He
0: used to run a cafe here in like 2014, 2015 or so. I think, yeah, I
2: know he had the, um, the deli
0: here. Oh, he had the deli. Because mm. there was,
2: there's the two guys that had the deli here and then after them was a guy who had started it as a cafe and then he left, and another guy called Jason came in, and then there's been us for four and a half years. Um, I know he, he's been in a couple of times. He lives on the Central Coast some, somewhere, if it's him. Would you recognize a photo of him? If I had like, like a like from that time, not really. I no, know. probably not. But yeah, I don't know. He had like a luscious baritone it's...
0: voice, if that helps. It looks like
2: silk. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the uh, guy. That's the guy, yeah, of course um yeah no it's probably him because i know like it's not any other all the cafes in this row this is about the only one that's turned over a bit yeah until
0: okay, sure. we sort of
2: we've been here four and a half years but before that it was
0: yeah every couple of
2: years kind of flipping and i know that's its history so it's probably that guy. Right.
0: interesting that's incredibly helpful he'd be
2: pretty tall and built
0: yeah, yeah. And like kind of light, lightish hair, yeah. lightish brown. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, if that's him, am I getting closer? That's amazing. I'm looking, <laughs> in for, I'm looking for, him for ages, that's all. So, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, not
2: on the internet or He's Facebook or anything. He's on the internet. Yeah. Like
0: it's, yeah. Thank you so much. No I'm sorry if that's a um, weird, I don't know, whatever. No, no that's right okay. Um, can I get a regular flat white take away while yeah. I'm here? sugar um, In fact, I, I might even just have it in the corner if it's yeah, all right. right. Is Thanks. To be honest, I'm playing it pretty cool here. Because that's put some previous evidence in perspective. But um he only comes up here as like a holiday house. Ah oh, he actually lives so on where the did c- live? in the central coast. Oh. Now okay, now there is this one R Mercer in the phone book on the Central Coast who did not
1: already called him? <laughs>
0: I, so yes so there's there is a possibility that that's it right it was like a voicemail box that didn't let you leave the message <laughs> so anyway I'm gonna have to
1: I, I
0: think so <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what I don't really know what to do now but okay well I think step one is to send a letter to that place right
2: Yes, I think.
0: So, I wrote a letter asking if he'd like the job, asking to help us out, letting him know about this project and how far we've come. So, well, if that's the right address, well, now we wait. My name is Tom, and I'm making a theatre show with my friend Bonnie, all about love songs and the radio host Richard Mercer. The problem is, uh, he's a pretty hard guy to find. This is Missing Richard Mercer. You'd like me to send a dedication out to who, Bianca? Sean,
2: we're going very well. How long? It's been a week.
0: One week?
2: Yeah, one week.
0: Wow, okay. So, were you friends before this? or? No,
2: we met up at a train station.
0: Just randomly, huh? Hey?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, and there was some chemistry at that train station that day. Yeah. So, have you seen lots of each other in the last
1: week or just yes, talking?
2: Yes, we do. No, we see each other every day, nearly.
1: No? Okay. So, the question is, have you fallen in love, do you think? Yes, I want to be
2: for the rest
0: of my life. Oh, okay, well, I hope this is uh, making Sean's night a special song for the man who has your heart. Is there anything you'd like to tell Sean as we send it out? This time I love you and I want to be for the rest
2: of my life and have beautiful kids of it.
0: Pop music gets a bad rap from a lot of people, mostly from people who like music or work in the industry. There's a lot of cries about songs being generic and forgettable and so on. Like, pop music is bad, but there's other music that isn't. As if pop music is just trying to appeal to people, but other music isn't trying to do that? I have a hard time trying to balance this train of thought, because, like, every band writes music that they like, and they want people to enjoy it. Surely? Like, that's the whole... yeah? Some artists are considered untouchable, right? Like, Marvin Gaye, for example, or bands like The Temptations when they sing My Girl. Ah, Motown and Soul, that's good music, but pop music these days is just trying to make money or something. Always found this an interesting claim. Motown Music literally had a building called Hitsville, USA, a factory where you could walk in the front door, someone would hand you a song, it had the same chords and musicians as the last song, but you got a nice suit, learned some choreography, and then you were a star. If you were a man, you are given a song called My Girl. If you were a woman, you are given a song called My Guy. That's My Girl by The Temptations and My Girl by Mary Wells. Released just a few months apart, these songs are musically similar, produced in the same studio, with the same band, just different singers. Basically proof that the Motown empire was as pop as you can get. In fact, at the time, Motown was criticized heaps by other musicians for being a pop empire just trying to make money, because while Motown Records had Hitsville, Stax Record was like, no, we're the company that has actual soul, and they named their Detroit studio Soulsville. Stax Records were the cool alternative to the pop music machine that was Motown. At least, that's how it marketed itself. In the end, It's the Motown musicians that are remembered as being timeless. Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, The Supremes, Four Tops, Jackson 5. Don't get me wrong, they're amazing musicians, but the songs all use the same chords, they have daggy choreography, and they're mostly polite, pleasant lyrics with mass appeal. They are the definition of pop. Yet we look back at them as if they were moments of divine inspiration, free from the world of capitalism or something. And I wanted to talk to someone on the inside, so I headed to Universal Music. The foyer of universal music reminded me of that scene in Men in Black, where Will Smith has to fill out a form in a weird pod chair. Pod chairs were everywhere in this foyer. Some chairs looked more like sculptures than anything else, all with childish Gambino's This Is America playing softly in the background. I was there to talk to Polish Club. Polish Club are a power duo, they're good. Not many bands lately have ignited me to blow up my guitar amp again, but after their first EP I found myself jumping around my room again with a fuzz pedal. Since then they've just gone bigger and better. Their media release describes them as the sweatiest rock band in Australia. But here's the clincher. In the last few months, they released a cover of Savage Gardens, Truly Madly Deeply, and Mariah Carey's All I Want For Christmas Is You. This is a band who knows and loves their pop music, and still thrashes around with the volume at 11. So, this is J.H. and Novak. Let's talk love songs. There's this guy that wrote about sentimentality in love songs, um, or, like, sentimentality in... Was um, that you? It was me. And I'm just trying to pitch you my own PhD. <laughs> Can you buy me... <laughs> um, <laughs> Saying that, like, uh, kitsch and sentimentality is just, like, you're giving so much appreciation to, like, love or these kind of everyday things more than... God would is the way that he wrote about it. Like, right? It's like life or death situations. Right?
3: My my thing is like, you have those love songs that are really schmaltzy and cliche, but like ninety five percent of love uh, of pop songs now, past and present, and probably future, are about like a girl or a guy or a relationship. Right? So does that count as a love song? Are all songs love songs yeah. essentially?
0: I mean, like,
4: oh yeah, I was kind of thinking like I was thinking about like. Like Prince songs? About, like like a song like Head? Is that a love song?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like there's, there's some songs that are just so like physical, or so like... Yeah, should they be engaging in like the concept of love? Or but, should it just be like one person showing appreciation?
3: I think if it's about a relationship that is sexual in any way... Like of the relationship, the song doesn't have to be sexual. But if it's of a re- sexual relationship... Or a loving relationship, or like the like desire to is. be sexual. Yeah, that is a love song, right? Yeah. Okay. So like basically any top forty song is a love song. Ah, okay. Which like isn't really schmaltzy. They're just kind of you know by the numbers pop songs. So I think it's like a really broad concept. I don't know what my point is, but
4: uh, I kind of think like I I actually asked my dad <laughs> like what his favorite love songs are, and he's like sixty seven or something, and he's uh U- European. And uh Polish. Yeah. Ironically Polish. <laughs> no, it's not ironically. <laughs> it's uh, about right. Very unironically <laughs> yeah, 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 Polish. Yeah. <laughs> uh and he said he said like he named all these songs and and he kind of was ex- describing what they're about and they were all about like death and loss <laughs> and stuff. So yeah. I guess it's like, is that maybe that's the strongest love song, the one about losing someone
0: you yeah. love? I mean there's a point where it stops being so sentimental and it becomes like, oh, it's actually serious. Oh, this is a serious one or something like that. If I'm going to put it in the perspective of you two, right? Like you two keep being written about as like um, doing soul songs from the 60s or 50s, but like twice as fast or um, Mm. uh, with that kind of energy. Like, do you consciously think like that when you write those songs, I guess at all? We only do
3: what we can do convincingly and it happens to be that. Mm. I don't really care for the references um but they make sense but i don't really know much about them or where they come from or you know i couldn't talk my way through a conversation about old soul music and fucking stacks and whatever i have no idea of course john does
4: yeah and they uh, novak's more about uh the 90s (laughs) r&b soul
3: yeah like instead of ripping off original soul I, i at least from my perspective i'm ripping off the guys who ripped off that yeah. so it's like once removed, yeah. Of course,
0: <laughs> which is why you guys do like covers of Savage. You've done, you've covered Savage Garden and Mariah Carey, which, which ultimately like two of the biggest kind of let's say love songs, right? Yeah, like,
3: and genuine. Yeah, uh, have you done Black Street? Probably not. Yeah. Oh, next yeah, old mate uh, ruined that. Oh yeah, Chet Faker ruined that. That was really like a disappointing time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> he just like. First of all, he got the words wrong, mm. like I think he repeated uh a verse or something like something
0: wrong, and then,
3: but if it's a creative choice, that's fine, but I think he just
0: like didn't put in the effort mm, mm, and he uh, did just, have that vibe of did this last night check it out, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: which is fine because that's what we do, but um, I don't know, I guess we do it to songs that aren't super important to us, yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's exactly what he did, ah. in which case, fair fucks. I mean, yeah, whatever, but um. I, I don't know. That really shat me. I
0: but I mean, why. like, so. But you were saying, like, so you did Savage Garden, like, so it was irony, like it's just like oh, yeah. joke song. I mean, I, like, yeah, I know totally. the, yeah. Okay.
4: We actually did it. We actually did it because it was it was meant to be on like a ARIA Award like compilation. Like, oh, look at these bands like um, covering songs from ARIA Award winning artists. Mm. And then we and we had we happened to have like a recording session, so we just did it at the end of that. And then they're like, oh no, we're not doing that anymore. Like they canceled it. And we're like, oh I guess. I guess we'll just release this on Heart
0: Shape Vinyl on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Which sold out spectacularly fast.
3: Well, that's the beauty of doing really, really small runs of vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh I mean we did it as a joke. But not like I, I wasn't laughing. <laughs> like it it's not it's not like huh, huh. Savage Garden Mm. Funny They're they're shit It's like yeah This song's like A pretty funny A classic song Yeah Um, Let's do it Without Any real tongue in cheek (laughs) Like let's just do it so it's it's worthwhile and and is memorable.
0: I think it didn't come across like irony. I mean, like I think the video clip had that sense of it because it was just like a karaoke. Clip oh, that here.
3: totally takes the piss. Yeah. But I think like that doesn't that doesn't work unless I think you take the the music part seriously. Yeah. I think some piece of the equation has to be done well, like objectively well, not yeah. not funny well, not uh, in jest well, not ironically well, like just properly. And then the rest you can take the piss with.
4: Yeah, I was, like, I was actually talking to some dude the other day about like, I, 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 for some reason we're good at covers. And I, don't, and I think it's because, it, yeah, it does like tread, it treads like this fine line between being ironic and and also like paying homage to that song. Because like, even like weird, like shitty, like things songs that you might think is shitty, but you, people know about them because so at the end of the day, they're good songs, yeah. really.
3: I think like the the funny thing is now this is the first time I've ever thought about this. The covers that we do, which we take ironically and like taking like properly taking the piss, are the ones of contemporaries, are the ones of like current bands. It's like a hockey dad song. Yes. It's like a uh a, a, a gang of youth song or something. We will just like whatever. I don't even bother to learn the lyrics. I don't even I will literally do whatever. It could be as bad as it needs to be. It's yeah it's verse chorus, verse chorus done, mm-hmm. and like literally like we won 't even finish it we'll just stop playing eventually at mm-hmm. different times when we give up because it's like everyone knows how that song goes, no one wants to hear our spin on a on a modern, not even classic so the ones that are older and are like the love songs, we take it really seriously because it's like, oh, no, that's like, you got to communicate that song to the people because that's not at the forefront of their minds. Yeah. So they're going to be like, ah, oh, shit, Powderfinger.
0: <laughs> but you have to actually
3: song. do that song kind of properly. Yeah. And even more so with the love songs. totally. Because there's like, you know, if, if you don't have the emotion there, it's completely pointless. Yeah,
0: why would you do it in the first place? Exactly. Right? I guess it it's really is kind of about that, about like where irony stops. I um, know, oh were you Savage... Like did you have the album? Like Savage Garden, Savage Garden was my first album, for instance. So it doesn't matter whether or not that song was schmaltzy or not. It was like, I was in that.
4: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had it on tape or something. Yeah. Um, and like
0: the songs that were out, you absorbed those songs. Yeah. Doesn't matter what how cool
4: you are. I like think it was also in- like, uh, like my mum might have had it. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I... Learned it like in the car on the way to like soccer practice or
0: something. <laughs> <laughs> and fifteen years later, you just find oh, this is I'm getting money off this.
4: Oh, thing. actually, I remember my mum and dad loved um, No Mercy. Do you remember No Mercy? Oh
1: yeah, which um, I, I reckon would come where up. Where do and you Where do you go? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was my first single. Know you know, where <laughs> do you go? Oh
0: oh oh I got a good run. Yeah, yeah yeah. I remember the single had eight remixes on it. No big deal, guys. It's yeah. a thing that I remember. Oh my god! <laughs> back
4: to but back to uh, Savage Garden. Actually, there's a studio in Sydney where we did some demos, or like I don't know, we did something demos, um, and it's uh, it was either still owned or was owned by the other guy in Savage Garden, <laughs>
0: Daniel Jones. Is his yeah. name? There we
4: go. And and uh, he doesn't. He lives in Vegas or something, so he just has a studio that like someone else runs. And then you go, but you go there, and all his gold records are on the wall for wow. the Savage Garden. And it's like a corridor, like, feels like it's like 100 meters long. Yeah. Of, of like I mean, like, full- they
0: were, like they were huge. That, that was that, that, like, truly manly, deeply only got it was number one for how many weeks? And it got number two when Sleam Dion's uh, My Heart Will Go On came out. And then, when that went down, Savage like Garden went back to number <laughs> one. Like, that's that's insane.
4: I, I, I realized how big they were when we recorded this place because it was like a gold record or platinum or diamond from every country in the world, pretty mm. much. Mm. Pretty much from that first album. Yeah. It was amazing. Oh. There was, and also there was, one, there was one from Poland and it had like this like fluffy fur on it. it was, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I,
0: know, I, know they, I know he got into real estate after that. I know he, uh, he married Kathleen from High Five. Uh, and uh, I know Darren Hayes got into improv comedy what? in England. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, what a waste of that falsetto. I think he he said it was like he's like exploring acting so he can write a musical one day. And he just got really into improv comedy for ages. Actually, I
3: could see him writing a musical. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about those songs. They're so like saccharine and uh, theatrical. um it really would lend itself to stay. Maybe he'll write uh, autobiograph- biographical, uh, an autobiographical, biographical, autobiographic uh, musical, uh,
0: musical. So it's like Mamma Mia for Savage Ooh, Garden. Man. It's just called truly. Yeah, mm. if I
3: was wider, I'd, I'd audition for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot skinnier. <laughs> <For Darren>. Yeah, <laughs> And slightly less camp. They're the kind of songs that seem funny at first. And then they get stuck in your head. They're really catchy. The lyrics are easy to comprehend and it's like really generic, usually generic stuff. Mm. But then after it gets stuck in your head and you start singing it after a while, you get that kind of like um, response where you don't think about it and all of a sudden you're singing it and without a smile on your face. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, no, I kind of like, like that song now. That and it takes over. Like you don't have a choice. Yeah. I also think that The genericness of love, like, I want to stand with you on a mountain... Lay with you
0: by the sea.
3: It's something that it's ba- bathe. All... Is it bathe with you? The... Anyway, I don't
0: want to get nitpicky on that. I, I want to bathe you in the sea. That's what I. Yeah, that's I, was what about those, I was thinking about those. T- <laughs> yes. Turn around. I was thinking about well, those two not. lines. It's like for the for the person I love. Sure, I'd stand on a mountain with him. That's great. I'd go to the water. Like that's
3: hey. To be honest, if I was on a mountain, I'd stand on the mountain with most anyone. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. with almost anyone. He'd sit
0: on the mountain. He'd sit on it. <laughs> I don't stand on it. Staring out into the horizon. Oh, uh, uh, I love you so
3: much I would stand up <laughs> if I was on a mountain. In low in, in high altitude. For a
4: moment on. Sit stand up for a moment. <laughs>
3: and, then stand, I mean, and then but but after that you gotta let me wash you in the sea. In the sea. I gotta,
1: it's I a bit of a me. trek, but we but gotta, you, gotta get there.
4: Yeah, but you had to carry me down to the sea <laughs> yeah. walking. It's too far.
3: <laughs> but um I think like Those really simple ideas, they kind of uh, permeate across cultures and Mm. walks of life. Everyone's like, yeah, I get what it is.
4: (laughs) Like, there's such simple English words that, like, people who can't speak Uh, English can, can yeah, yeah, like sea, mountain. Like, people, I feel
3: like people know them. Until the sky falls. It's like mountain, sky, sea. It's like (laughs) real. Yeah, they're like primary colors of language. It's like. Yeah, look outside the window, they're all kind of there. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like that Savage Garden song every day of my life. Every time I look out the window.
4: Whatever, but yeah, if it's people like, oh, the Savage Garden song, I just immediately think of like Planet Earth, you know? Mm. <laughs> they just use nature so well
0: to cross those boundaries. Not probably. quite
3: as good as Michael Jackson's Earth song. Oh, no. But- which is a love song to, to the, the environment. Earth. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I, so so I know that Richard Mercer wouldn't have accepted that as a dedication. He, oh, he only accepts dedications to your significant other or desired significant oh, other. Oh, there's
4: like a guideline to. Yeah.
0: This. So, oh, just, oh, okay, so
4: you can't be like, I, I dedicate this to, like, uh, you know, Parramatta River or whatever. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's like he's cu- apparently he's cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a great river, guys. What's your what's your problem yeah. with water? It's majestic. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not a big fan of water. <laughs> <laughs> is he called the Love God? God is he the, the Love, love God. God? Whoa. I, I think know, it was an, I think it was a name that got given to him, and he just proudly took it. The Love God. It sounds it's oh the Love God. The Love God. Oh, oh, love I like God. it. Yeah. Well, but now yeah, he's I off air. We no can problem. take it. No we can if we if I just leave a knife in the middle, we can fight for it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Whoever leaves this room alive, yeah, yeah, the love, is the love god. god. That's not how you, you should decide it. <laughs>
3: no, I think it's that's it. I think that's maybe it.
4: we should all like, uh, like, make love right now. Okay. Whoever's
0: the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever lasts the longest <laughs> is the love god. <laughs> There's a pretty good cat, like, yeah. rug here. I think we can do that.
3: No, that rug's worth like three hundred thousand dollars, probably. All
0: right, we'll go in the marble then. That's fine.
4: <laughs> yeah, you just bring it, just like hose it down afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, um, thanks so much, guys. That was like a... <laughs> <laughs> See, I can find them. It's weird. I can find so much information about the other guy from Savage Garden. But Richard Mercer is gone.
3: It's because, um, surely, he, he was just a voice, right? It's a lot easier to hide behind the radio. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, like? he even promoted himself with, like, photos from behind and roses in front of his face uh, in yeah. the darkness. Like, he became more of an idea than he was... Oh, he's person. like he's like the Batman. How good is that? That's he's so, is it's it's magical. I didn't realize it was going to be so hard to find when we started this project.
3: I but. bet you he's super good looking.
0: Uh, I have, I have seen a picture of him. He looks pretty normal. He beca- yeah, we, there's one really uh, cuz he moved to WSFM and released like this one like, like it's just me, guys, kind of photo, and it was just you're like you're gonna bring him up here.
3: And- yeah, I'm gonna search, search the web for <laughs> yeah. a photo. Yeah,
0: like you, you're looking
4: for him. Have you tried Google? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I should have done. Good. There's a whole search engine there. Oh man, just oh, delete, man. you can just delete everything you've done. Then, oh, I was just going through the white pages <laughs> through A to Z. Oh, he looks. Oh yeah,
3: he looks kind. He's of... very androgynous, actually.
4: Mm. Kind of looks like that Denos Direct guy. Remember that guy?
1: Um, he kind oh, of
0: yeah um oh what is that guy uh, so with the kni- dem demtel like, the nines yeah, oh yeah, dem-tel. Dem-tel. demtel. We actually tried to we actually got in touch
4: with him cuz we we did this thing with uh with Demtel What do you mean
0: <laughs> We did
3: this thing with Demtel. <laughs> <laughs> he Yeah, he kind of looks a bit like um uh, Tim- Fonzie. Tim There we go. Anyways, he's not. He's not. <laughs> Solved as, it. I can
0: stop the. Oh wait, wrong guy.
3: He's not as attractive as I thought he would be. But he's.
4: Maybe this podcast should be. Is, is Richard Mercer and Tim Shaw the same person? Wow, ne- I mean, I've never seen them in the same room together. <laughs> yeah. they're, not, they're not in this room. So that's a of, start. Speaking of Batman, so so Richard Mercer is he's is the bat, sure. is Batman to Tim Shaw's wow. uh, Bruce Wayne.
0: God, that's a that's gonna take. That's gonna I need a whole other series for that. Do you think um, the day that Richard Mercer left the radio uh, was the day that radio died? I think it has, to, it has to be a sign of something, right? Like it has to. Like if it was twenty fourteen, streaming services is just is like. Suddenly, the biggest thing around then, right? Mm. Like,
4: I reckon if you looked at looked at graphs, it might have like, there might be an actual drop off. Yeah, right
1: of I'm like,
0: yeah, basically, maybe. Wait, do you reckon it's because he left that streaming services got so big? Like, because oh yeah, he, people didn't need to listen to the radio he, anymore.
4: Maybe invest. He invested in streaming services, <laughs> and he
3: just I, like,
1: <laughs> oh,
3: that's good. Yeah, I don't know. I John and I recently had a regional show down in Canberra and Wollongong. We were listening to the radio the whole way it's like three hours and um cycling through that you get to like hear all the the like kind of local djs and like the um commercial radio network djs which we don't really ever get to hear and it's like there's so much garbage man like richard mercer really is yes it's saccharine yes it's 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 totally um disingenuous at times Um, and and for lols, I'm sure, mainly. But, like, there's just, like, every single radio station, every uh, break for chat is just the same fucking bullshit. And it's the same timbre of voice. Like, it's the same kind of... There's no person that will follow that. I don't don't know, but surely there's a demand for it because it's
0: all so beige, but I don't think people care. I feel feel like, like, Smooth FM is trying to be Richard Mercer, right? Like, it's... (gasps) 95.3 Ninety-five point three. Like, yeah, it's it's really trying to. God, that was the yeah. best moment of my life. Yeah. Just now. Uh, <laughs>
4: was, yeah, maybe you should do it again. No, You can uh, harmonise. <laughs> 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 yeah, that if, if you guys months. want to
0: cover that for your
4: next <laughs> Valentine's
3: Day, that'd be great. You would. That would we go. do. If that was a full-length song, we would have covered it already. Damn yeah, sure. right.
4: I think now, now it's just maybe it's because it's just like comedians now who are just like DJs on on radio stations. It's like different.
3: Really. Right that is the that's my beef with it because if it is comedians then there should be variety right it shouldn't just be um generic australian comedy man or woman x y and z like it shouldn't just be like Hmm. oh yeah you know i got up this morning and went into the shower and there's no hot water It's yeah exactly let us know what you think about water Oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think it's overrated. Yeah, it's been done. <laughs> but I don't know. I just uh, there there could be more variety. I mean, Triple J is a bit more variety in terms of presenters. There's like different ethnicities, at least, and diversity, right? Yeah, like, and different senses of humor. Mm. It's just like I don't know. I don't really listen enough to enough radio nowadays to have a educated view on it it's just that in the three hours you kind of learn a lot and it's
0: like wow it really is hot garbage out there this was going to be the end of the conversation a discussion about savage garden and then praise for richard mercer pretty much everything that i wanted this podcast to be but then this happened
3: well i feel like you have to define your parameters before you get into like examples it's
0: weird but we all know what those songs are without defining it right well yes but
3: I think people look at different songs uh, really songs. differently. No, but like we can all be like, um, say, uh, give me a love song. Um,
2: love song. What's your
3: favorite love song? What's your favorite love song? What's your favorite love song?
1: What's your favorite
0: love song? Novak proposed it as a challenge. Different people look at love songs differently. His point is that no one's going to agree on the best love song. Whatever song I say now, there's no way that we're going to understand it in the same way. And that question, what is your favorite love song? That's a hard one. Try it. What's your favorite? It's a heavy question. To be able to answer that question with confidence, it's basically impossible. And if you do boldly answer, there's no way that someone in the room is going to agree with you. So here's what happened.
3: I think people look at different songs uh, really differently. No, but like we can all be like, um, say, uh, give me a love song. What's um, your favorite love song?
0: Uh, I'm gonna say "When You're Gone" by Brian Adams and Mel C. How oh about that? my good god! See, I
4: I love that song. Actually, I heard. Uh, yeah, I was like, we should cover that song.
3: John and I, unironically, love that song. Yeah, like love it. Like I will fight you right now yeah, if you no, tell me you ironically like that. No, favorite but, song? <laughs> no, no. But see that the, the difference is you laughed there. No, Laugh. I laughed because you're challenging no, 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 no. me over you my favorite because song. You're,
0: it yeah, like, it was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And the film clip, guys. Do oh, you the remember the, when they're running the, in the, the house and the just, they just keep like missing each other? House. Yeah, it's beautiful. And then when they like did stage it again play. a couple of years later, he got Pamela Anderson to sing it instead, and suddenly, oh, oh, see? see
3: Pamela Anderson? Yeah, she can't sing.
0: Yeah, and Brian Adams and Pamela Anderson did it. Re-released oh, it. No! Yeah, it's that great.
4: Uh, I, I think when we heard this on the we like we were driving heard this on the radio you and I was heard like this on the aforementioned trip to Canberra mm. oh, did we yeah. oh and I was I was just like I was just like fuck that's, I didn't say that was a good love song I was just like that's just a solid pop song and I was like that just don't make solid ass pop songs like that anymore yeah don't they it's no like what about like on a there's always like a drop. drop like a big drop yeah. or like like you know. You know, but it's just like it's just like a solid melody. The whole thing is like the way it's like recorded is like solid and everything.
3: I think it's like people have no patience for like a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. That song even has a guitar duet. solo in it. Like yeah, it actually, it's
1: like, like, but it's, like it's like 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 probably one of the last super, guitar solos that I can think of. It's
3: super like forget on paper. It's like super forgettable. Mm. Like there's no part of that where you're like, ooh, that's like a, a classic song but it is because it's just done well Mm. it's like good melodies it doesn't need like a drop it doesn't need some fucking sample from some old hip-hop song or
4: even yeah like uh, even the words are just so generic but there's something about it
3: literally everything about it is generic except brian adams has a pleasant timbre mel c has a great range and they complement each other really well Mm -hmm. and it's and it's not um it's believable.
0: See, that's the thing though, isn't it? It's the yeah. believability. Of because
3: it. if you were to do it today, they'd probably put like some American Idol winner on it and some person from the voice or some person from some reality TV show. And it would be, it would be like a uh, one step removed from what Brian Adams and Mel C are, which are like just good pop musicians. Mm. They don't really exist in that way anymore where they just sing and write pop songs
4: yeah, particularly mel c was the one that did all the singing in spot didn't she just like yeah she was she was
0: incredible she can sing
3: because she's, she's the like, only one that could like actually belt really, it out and yeah. yeah and go for it
0: There's all i guess we're talking about how this melody is so generic something like that like aren't you writing songs to be catchy like as a songwriter catchy
3: and generic are completely different things. yeah okay so. sure
0: but do you reckon brian adams went like i'm trying to i'm trying to I, thought, I was
4: saying the lyrics are real generic love song lyrics but the melody is super catchy yeah, and those yeah. and the um the like kind of back and forth
0: that Mel C has yeah, yeah. those, those they, they are sing amazing. every line together the, yeah. Was say, yeah
3: the harmony is the it's entire the reason thing. that whole thing because it's like even the verse I've been wondering nah, nah,
0: nah, nah, <laughs> that is
3: all <laughs> harmony nah, 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 nah. and it it's like throughout the whole song and you're yeah. like yes more these two are in love
0: yeah they're so in tune because you believe it, right? Yeah, like,
3: because they're like pitch
0: perfect. As soon as it's like the like, as soon as the, you're aware of the irony, it's it it doesn't work anymore almost. Mm. And so like they like you can't say that Brian Adams Melody didn't believe that song, but like yeah, it's were they, were they actually in love? Did they date? No, that was just like oh, that's, that's, a that's song. disappointing. I'm so sorry to bring <laughs> that down, <laughs> but
3: <laughs> Ryan Adams, Brian Adams, yeah, right. <laughs> wow, Brian. he gets it all the time. It's, I'd take Brian a mm. hundred times 100, out of even yeah. today. He's a photographer now. Is he? Yeah, like, uh, like actually, like, uh, does magazine sheets another, and shit.
4: Another great song that, um, what was that one from, uh, Zora
3: that he did? What was the Zora song? Tell me, have you ever really, 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 really ever loved a woman? I was wow. just thinking though, like everything we've described about, uh, love songs can totally just be taken and put into describing country music. And it's, incredible that like that hasn't translated in australia because mm. in america like country music is the genre. god yeah it's everything it's incredibly popular mm. but here it's like it's like really really crazy popular with a bunch of people they sell out like cmc rocks mm. queensland every year but it's it's like a offshoot it's not part of mainstream which I find really interesting because, like, it's basically the same thing as you heard with
0: that. And it's really like I think it's, I think over the past few years, it's definitely starting to creep in, or at least facets of country are becoming.
3: Well, because now it's uh, they um what's that song? They're putting them in pop songs now in America, where it's like uh, what is it?
0: Oh um yeah, like Justin uh, Timberlake
3: yeah, is yeah. with Chris Stapleton and yeah, all those yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah,
4: it's basically a, the Taylor Swift effect, really. Like yeah,
0: how, of
3: course, our country and pop have kind of like crossed over. Mm, they, they're kind of. They always have. They have right? the same classic pop and country have the same like uh like hallmarks like mm. it's kind of the same description
4: that's kind of it was, it was, kinda, it was I, we were just actually in nashville and it, that's oh, kinda, i get it you go to nashville, yeah, nashville. Great. well i went to Parramatta. Hot, i am country music for the, we went for the hot chicken <laughs> and uh that's what they got there they just got like heaps of like songwriters like live there and work mm. there and you just go in and like for like half a day and just Bang out a couple of songs. Mm. It's, I think it's kind of like that Motown thing again. I guess. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, like churning through. A hundred
3: percent. And I've kind of just had a revelation where because pop music is now um, kind of splintered in the way that um, hip-hop has taken over the production side of it a lot. Mm-hmm. So like the beats are hip-hop. Uh, there's a lot of samples. There's a lot of like drops. There's a lot of EDM kind of stuff. It's no longer uh, Mel C and Brian Adams, mm. which is probably why we're seeing country music
0: Filling that in gap.
3: Filling the gap in between. So it's like, oh, we can still have like cheesy melodies and like mm. catchy choruses, but they're gonna be country tinged instead of the Spice Girls. Yeah, but it's the okay. same shit. Yeah. Like that Florida Georgia line song. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be. <laughs> yeah, you it's can, like that is you can hear the Spice Girls singing that. Totally. If it weren't from a voice like, hey, if they really, if they
0: really wanted to be a band, they would still be together. I you feel know? like
3: they would 100 percent be like touring on the reg if yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, David Beckham wasn't a thing and Posh yeah. Spice was just like, whatever, I don't need you guys anymore. <laughs> yes. She's killing it. She doesn't <laughs> yes. give a shit. She's at the royal wedding. I mean, but even What's there, Jerry Halliwell doing? I mean, nothing. Hmm,
1: no,
0: she oh. was my favorite though. Yeah, me too. I don't think. Think. talk about until it like until, that. until until
3: like Ginger Spice was your so. favorite. It was, it was
0: like it was like oh there's there's this like woman among amongst them or something like that who like really this stood was, it out
3: it's because she's like 20 years older than the rest of and them and that's
0: you know as she's
3: like five years older than the rest of them <laughs> which back in that day was like was, a quarter yeah, of their was, lives was a
0: percentage yeah exactly
3: no nah, man uh, baby spice was where i was at when you were a kid when you were a kid you're like nah, baby spice I just, yeah just go
0: to prove that we are different people and that's and that's fine
3: it, first of all it's super it's way weirder that there was a baby spice instead of a mama spice mama spice is a lot Less, we're the baby
0: yeah. Spice. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: No one really likes Sporty Spice except like
0: the the, oh. the musical oh. <laughs> purists. I reckon as soon as I was eighteen, like eighteen, I was like, "She's the good one." Yeah, like something happened. Like it was like, "Oh no, she's the good one." And there
3: was, I think, like maybe a year or two into it. You're like, actually, Sporty's the one that like yeah, she's singing. carrying that band. I'm singing the yeah. Sporty lines. She, the,
4: she had the she had the most did she had to do the best with the uh, solo. I
0: don't know. Yeah, she had a few. I guess so. She had like a couple of but like I think Jerry Halliwell was probably the best.
1: Jerry mm. was the best, yeah. yeah.
3: No, she had It's Raining Man and
0: uh... And Look At Me.
3: Yeah, that was yeah. It. But
0: I can't think of the any <laughs> any of the songs or any of them. Like Mel C was on we just that. We talked right about Mel
4: songs. C having the like being on the most perfect song
3: ever.
0: Yeah. So she really nailed it. Yeah. So I mean, what do I mean, we we, we, cool. we must have solved something in this podcast, right? We must have solved uh,
3: well, I've had that revelation that country music Country. Is okay, that was pretty good. Music. Yeah, because, like, well, like to be honest, that.
0: I might cut the whole Spice Girls bit. I'm just, I don't know, I'm just saying. <laughs> hypothetically, as far as, if I was, like, short and short. Only
4: if you leave this bit of us talking about
0: cutting the Spice Girls bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. i like, like, yeah. that. And last then it just, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah something really. Spice <laughs> I got what I needed. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to mention it on air, but, or like, if I'm supposed to be promoting the show. So you're doing, like, you're touring with horns, um, with the, uh, the polka club okay the polka club's all going to be covers yeah
3: yeah cover set yeah, pop okay. songs yeah okay cool so then, again
0: you're is it engaging in more contemporary ones than Sandwich garden or like a bit of everything
3: well we haven't figured it out yet but <laughs> yeah on the something night. Yeah, something yeah, okay. something with the same chords and all that and right. then all our exes live in texas uh, and then uh, us with a five-piece horn section. Cool, can't wait. With also probably a couple covers in there with horns.
1: Mm. Yeah. All
0: right, mm. I will be front row center mm. yelling out philosophical... uh uh, just thoughts, just provoking oh, the a, next idea. Chico, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's
3: right.
1: Play, uh, play
0: Brian Adams. <laughs> yeah. And if you Maybe do, you I'm going to come after you. And that's, that's because of me. Okay. Play, uh,
1: that,
4: that song that no one knows that was third.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, the, yeah. Amazing. Back it up. It's a classic. It's a classic.
0: Thanks, Polish Club. So pop music gets a bad rap, but happily everyone just turns to mush when they find the ones they connect on. Whether it's Savage Garden, Brian Adams, Spice Girls, pop music does its job. With a plomb. <laughs> I've always wanted to use that word. And here we are. Polish Club are playing on July 7th in Melbourne and July 14th in Sydney at The Factory. There's a link in the show notes and I'll also link to their cover songs, so check them out. They're great. Special thanks to Jason at Katoomba Street Cafe and Lana from The Clean Slate. Great coffee, lovely people. Katie Wren for being a champion Polish club for humoring me You can come see the theatre show Love Song Dedications without Richard Mercer From July 18th to the 29th At Pact in Erskineville Visit missingrichardmercer.com for more info All music in this podcast by Tom Hogan And since the show opens in two weeks This podcast is going to have to wrap up In one of two possibilities Either we find Richard Mercer Or not Stay tuned Do you reckon like where do you reckon richard mercer is i'm looking
3: across the harbor at clifton gardens and i reckon he's he's got a house around there somewhere probably he just like staring yeah, out just just like overlooking the, the zoo and but i reckon he's on a boat somewhere mm.
4: uh, I reckon a good spot might be uh barrel that seems like a mm. nice like in a nice cozy, cozy kind of cottage yeah okay
3: he's on a boat
0: somewhere <laughs> okay, That's all i like the say. boat answer as much um yeah. so you can't put him in touch that's a shame that's all right
4: well you know i'll, I'll have a google later that'd be great you know. yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah we'll have a actual proper google <laughs> like <laughs> your cursory yeah, yeah you actually know novak
4: right. is very good at googling got it all right find him? i'll find him all right let He'll me know on a
3: boat though so you can't <laughs> get him until he gets back yeah okay but i'll find him just
4: like uh wait for him in, like on the shore and it's like like
3: south of france